Every episode of The Angry Chicken is made possible by our amazing patrons over at patreon.com slash tag. For more of Jocelyn's content, check out jossplays.com. And if you can't get enough of Ridiculous Hat, follow him over on Twitter at Ridiculous Hat. The Angry Chicken is a production of A-Move TV. Time's up. Let's do this. You smell like a leopard gnome! I knew it! So hot! A podcast about Hearthstone and Battlegrounds. This is The Angry Chicken! Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Angry Chicken. I am your host. I am your anchor. Yes, it's still weird. I'm Ridiculous Hat, and I am joined by the wonderful, the amazing, the official Blizzard employee, Alkali. Hello, Alkali. Everyone. Hey, Hat. Long time no talk, right? Yeah, it's been since earlier today. Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do? Thanks for coming on. Uh, And thanks for everyone that... That found this episode, this Twitch link, where if you're watching, if you're listening, we expect this to be some evergreen content because we are here to talk about the creator program, which is officially live. You did it. You got that. I'm so excited. <laughs> so excited. It's you first came on to preview this program a little bit ago, a little bit. I, it's. Yeah, I believe it was April uh, last year, but we got there. Yeah. I am glad that we get to talk about it, and we're we're going to talk about, listeners, there, there are many things going on in the world of Hearthstone, as always, but this episode is going to be laser-focused on the creator program. We're going to uh, lean into Alkali's time, which she's being very generous with, because she doesn't have a lot of despair, but somehow we carved out a variable-sized chunk of it for this evening, and uh, we got some questions from you, from uh, from Twitter replies and, and a forum online, so thank you very much for that. Really, we just want to make sure that we understand all the details here. We understand. Maybe some people have some questions. They're not sure about stuff. Do I qualify? How do I qualify? We are here to answer those questions. Before we do, though, we have to give thanks to our epic patrons who support us. Thank you so much, Angry Chicken patrons. You're wonderful. You can join our our Patreon by going to patreon.com slash TAC. Gives you access to the TAC Discord server. It's cool. Brock F., thank you so much for being our newest patron. All right, all right. I guess this counts as news, so we're going to play the news bumper. Let's go. Good news, everyone! (laughs) All right, the news is, well, I kind of spoiled it already. The creator program is out, but we want to go dive into the details here, want to answer questions, want to make sure people just have a really clear understanding about what's going on in Alkali. You have some thoughts. We have a very extensive outline here in the show notes, and we're going to try and organically share everything we can with you. So first, what is the purpose of the creator program in your eyes? All right. What's what is the purpose of the creative program? Well, there's a lot of them out there. Um, and really, we have two goals. Um, one is to take care of our existing creators that have been with us for a long time. Um, make sure we're hitting their needs because their needs are very, very different. Um, and then also to grow smaller creators um, and really do what we can to help foster growth for them, give them new opportunities. Um, and I'm just pretty excited because one of the things I say a lot, um, at work, uh, when I'm talking about the creative program is brush shoulders with giants. That's kind of this term that we've been using a lot because 
when creators enter the creator program, it's mostly this Discord that we're going to be using a lot. And there's going to be guys in there that have like hundreds of hundreds, thousands of followers. Like we're talking grip level, tice level status and, and some of our smaller creators who are, who are growing. And the brush shoulders with giants really helps people grow. So I'm really excited for that part of it. Um, and uh, also, I want to take the moment to apologize for it taking so long. <laughs> like, wow, we did do this in April and it is it's February. Oh my goodness. Well, we're here and I'm excited to bring it to you. Yeah, it's uh, things take a minute. Some stuff, this, the world happened and things took a little while. So uh, we're just, we're glad it's here. Um, before this program's announcement, now you've talked about this Discord. What is this Discord? What was the process in the past and how do uh, current content creators that Blizzard engages with, uh, what do they have access to? Okay, so this is the first thing I really wanted to do. And you guys will see me glance at my notes a lot because I made an extensive list of notes and I wanted to cover a whole bunch of things. The goal for this podcast is to be as transparent as I can possibly be. Um, I, I work all week when we're talking about this and we're outlining how we're going to get all this information to you. One of the things I kept saying was transparency, transparency, transparency. Like I, I have to be as clear as I possibly can with you all because... You know, one of the first things we want to do is just acknowledge the existence of the creator discord. Um, we get asked all the time, like, what's this secret club? What's what's this mystery? And, and I I've been there um, back when I was a creator. It, it felt like that. It felt like there was a secret mystery club and I didn't know how to get in. I didn't know where the door was. There's no map. There's no cheat codes. I couldn't figure it out. So the first part is we wanted to acknowledge uh, there, there is sort of this creator program that's already been in existence called a pilot program, if you will. Um, and it's essentially the same thing as what the creator program is now, or at least in its you know infancy stages. Um, and uh, we're ex excited to kind of put a front door on it, which is what this creator program is. Like, first off, it's just acknowledging that there is this really cool Discord out there. There's devs in it. Super excited. There's a bunch of creators in it. And, you know, we we share some information in there and, and we deliver tools to help you grow as a creator. So uh, first off, just want to acknowledge that. Um, and then that was kind of the early process of creating the creator program. Um, I want to take the moment, too, to thank um, the team that really laid the foundation for that. Because um, the previous CM and some other members of our team really put in a ton of hard work to get that creator discord going. Um, and it, it's really what's laid the foundation for what we have now. Um, one thing that we will be adding that's very different, though, um, and we'll talk about this probably a lot, and I'll be very transparent again, there's that word again, about the fact that we are going to be adding tiers to um, this Discord. So I think that's new information. It's a, it's an angry yeah. chicken exclusive for now, but it's, you know, it's, yes. everyone's going to find out about it. What do you exactly mean by tiers? Okay, so, um, and I know we'll get a ton of questions about this. I see them popping up in chat too, how it works is... Um, Basically, I, I want to be transparent again. These tiers are not published. You cannot find them currently on the Creator Program blog or on the website. They're not on there, um, but they will be. So I want to let you know that um, tiers are a way that we can sort of group creators um, and help put them into these different groups so we can focus on creators and really do what we can to help grow those creators in the, those groups. Someone of like a, a Crip or Tice or RDU level doesn't need the same level of support as someone getting into the creator program early does. So we really need to, it's like triaging, right? A little bit, but there's there's more tiers than three. 
Um, and this is just going to really help us take care of our creators. Um, example of what those tiers might look like. Um, I can say a few of them. This is the everybody get in here tier. Um, and that's the for everybody that makes it into the creator program. And that's basically think of it like a channel um, in a Discord server where everybody's actually in that channel. Um, and we can... Uh, it's that brush shoulders with giants thing I keep saying where you get the opportunity to have this like open communication line with larger creators than you ask questions. Um, please be careful if you get in at tagging everybody all the time. But um, yeah, no, no, you shake your head to tag them all the time. Pat. <laughs> you don't. So you don't want to jump into a discord and then play someone louder than tag them and GG them. Don't do that. That's true. No, okay. <laughs> yeah, so um, I just wanted to let everybody know that there are, because again, the transparency thing is, is I want people to know that when you get in the creator discord, there is tears. No, they're not published. Yes, we'll do what we can to um, talk about like the soft levels of those tears and what they mean. Um, one of the reasons I wanted to say that, um, and I actually did not give this to Hat either. This is, oh no, another exclusive. No, I can't. Um, More exclusive. Keep simply, them coming. It's good. Yeah, keep them coming. Keep them coming. Um, we simply don't know how many people are going to be in the creator program yet. That's pretty obvious, right? Like we just put this out there. We've had a lot of applications. Thank you so much to everybody who's put in an application. Um, and you cannot make tiers. You cannot publish tiers, or you shouldn't if you're trying to grow something properly. If you don't know how many people you're going to have, that's like organizing a bunch of chickens and depends, but you don't know how many are coming and trying to figure. Wait. Chickens. I just did that on accident. There's got to be a pun you, in there somewhere. I, if you disorganize <laughs> the chickens, they get they get uh, flustered, you know. I was waiting for the pun. Close oh, enough. Can. Okay. Well, so that's why <laughs> they get angry. Um, so, yes, uh, we will be publishing them as soon as we know relatively, like within reason, how many creators we're going to have in the room. And then we will publish that. We do have... Um, we do want to publish a version two of the program. There'll be a lot of changes that come with version two from our learnings from version one, because we really have learned a lot. Okay. So this is, this is a work in progress. This is, this is a, an adaptable program. It is. This is considered this just our, you know, little sample version we just dropped. Uh, it's like we're dropping the single sort of, <laughs> but, uh, one more thing I want to say too, is, and I wanted to get this out there and be transparent on this as well. Um, you see creator swag all the time and that's one of the things listed on what can we do for you? That's going to be part of the tier. Um, we actually are already through the process of creating the next set of influencer swag. And we'd already started doing that uh, before the creator program dropped. So, which is why I want to be very transparent about this. We've already ordered those numbers. We already have an idea of what those numbers are going to look like. And so since we don't know how many people are going to be in the program yet, we've made sure to kind of put people in the tiers already on what we think they're going to be so that um, the influencer swag will be in a certain tier. Okay. And that's not... I mean, I imagine everyone can't get the swag. Not everybody. Uh, I wish we could. And maybe we could as the program grows. Um, we just can't now for this early version um, because we've already put together the swag for... We're always ahead, right? Um, I know. we. Uh, it's hard to believe, right? We, we work on stuff so far ahead. Oh, of course we do. Um, so we're, we're pretty far out in how far we work. Um, and the, the next expansion, which I will give no clues to, um, we've mm. already started putting the creator swag together for that. Dang. I was hoping to win uh, something yeah. out of you. Yeah. It's you okay. You can always try. 
I mean, I could try, but I want PR to allow me to do interviews in the future, so maybe I should not do that. Yes. Um, but, it, like, you, at least everyone's going to get access to, well, theoretically, this Everyone Get In Here channel, and is there anything that you think everyone could, like, expect just as a base benefit to the program, no matter what tier they're in? Uh, yeah, so the the open line to dev communication, I think that's the most um, exciting thing about joining the creator program and joining this discord is we're not limiting dev interaction and the ability to talk with devs to certain channels. And I, I actually think that's one of the very, very best parts. Um, you a lot of you might know Celeste Delon, he's very uh, active on Twitter very active in that discord as well. But you know, on a deeper level, really answering like the hard, the hard questions, really giving a lot more detail there. And, and it really is my favorite part. And that's something that we're not limiting access to. Um, so yeah, very excited for that. Uh, we have special events planned for the discord. Uh, we actually have one coming up. Uh, won't announce that yet, because we're still working on the date. But we love to have uh, working on the name for this too. But we do these like, coffee chats. Uh, we've had a few of them so far. Uh, where we have a dev come on, they have a topic, uh, they talk about that topic with the groups, uh, and coffee chats will not be limited either. So very excited to have those moments with the dev team. We've done them for Battlegrounds, uh, whenever there's uh, Battlegrounds patches coming up. And it's like that that moment where creators get to ask a lot of questions with the dev team. Is it instant coffee or regular? Oh, that depends on who you're talking to. That's a great question. Um, and also, we'll never die. It's so funny. I'll, I'll always pester, pester Nick on that. Or deck tech. There's no answer on the coffee question. All right, we'll just, we'll, we'll wait. You <laughs> PR didn't allow an answer. I don't drink instant coffee. I have. I will if I have to. <laughs> well, we hope you don't have to. Um and so as far as the benefits go, I mean, we see them on the website. You've talked about most of them, but I think something that's been really interesting this year that uh, that you want to talk about as well is the card reveal process has also kind of transformed into this other benefit where we've seen a lot of new faces that get to talk about cool stuff coming to the game. Yeah, so um, I I won't be shy about this. There's There's been some negativity. <laughs> online about some questions around the creator discord we get that but i wanted to take a moment to highlight how much we've done in the last year oh my goodness uh anybody who's doubtful that we might be trying to help small creators i just want to point out that over the last year we have done so much you've seen more people than ever get card reveals that hadn't in the past particularly um we addressed creators that actually have a very large following that had never got one after all these years so that's how you saw people like um wow hobbs wow hobbs got his first reveal i thought that was fantastic um that's an example of that um ruffle how fantastic i loved the fact that ruffle got their first reveal and then some smaller creators um, that were smaller when I started, but I've tracked their growth and they've grown really well. Um, are people like Orshak, uh, Cantaloupe, um, and we've done, uh, Rarin had their first reveal this, this year. We've really taken a lot of opportunity to, to do what we can to spread the love around. Um, creators in the creator program are going to have preferential, uh, treatment towards getting reveals. Um, not to say that there won't be a one-off opportunity, where it is interesting to the community. I want to use an example here of just a guy. Um, I don't know if you guys remember that. that oh, I <laughs> that think everyone remembers that. Reveal. Does Cora I'm remember so proud. that? Does Cora remember? I, I'm so proud. I'm, I'm not sure if we'll ever top it, but um, so that's an opportunity. There's 
we have to think outside the box, right? There's there's what exists in the creator program, which is like some preferential treatment to get card reveals, things like that. Um, but there's also those moments you have to find. And if you're being a good community manager, and if you're reading the tone of the community, taking the temperature of the community, you know when the community needs a good laugh or uh, what's relevant at the time. And at that moment, you know, I'm, I'm not saying just the guy, I don't know, know if he's listening. I'm not saying just the guy won't ever be in the creator program, but I am saying that that's an example of a smaller creator that maybe doesn't hit the requirements yet, but an opportunity that will, we're not going to stop having those opportunities where we reach out just because you're a smaller creator. It doesn't even mean you have to be in the creator program. I'll keep looking for those opportunities when I can. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, and you've done some funky stuff in the past there with one-offs. <laughs> um, like the the Castle Nathria script was a fun event that I think didn't fit into a lot of the normal boxes. Yes, absolutely. So there's always going to be opportunities for smaller creators, even if you don't make it into the creator program. And a good opportunity, I mean, sorry, a good example of that. I, I keep bringing up these creators, right? Because I love our creators. I love bringing them up. I love calling attention to you guys. We have some great creators who are currently growing their streams. Maybe they don't quite hit the require- requirements yet, but uh, examples are um, Brigitte's and Miss Bowers. Uh, I thought that they've made such a great impact on the community. Uh, very positive, very fun streamers to watch. And for something like the Castle uh, Murder at Castle Nathria scripts, it was a great opportunity to not think about creator size. Um, the size of the creator was less relevant to um, can they bring creativity? Can they bring energy? What kind of voices can they do? We were casting orc voices. We had to cast an owl, right? Uh, engine played, I probably said that wrong, um, played an owl. And so we were really thinking like, who fits this role really, really well? And so we could completely ignore creator size when we were doing that. And I was super excited to put that together. So I just, I want to say those opportunities aren't going away. I thought his performance was a hoot personally. Oh man! <laughs> you knew that was coming. I I didn't. Um, I should have. <laughs> you should have. Yeah. So I and, should have. And what I'm hearing is that the creator program is not meant to replace all community things that you're trying to do. It is. It is transparency to what you were already doing, but it's not meant to replace what you were, uh, the extracurricular stuff. Yes, it's not meant to replace every single opportunity. Um, and I'm not, I can't remember if we have this plan to talk about later, but, um, it is, it is very much in line with other creator programs out there. Uh, the things that we're asking for aren't, aren't something that's not normal. Um, you know, so, so what are minimums, and I'm, I know we'll talk about it a bit later, but they're, they're not unusual. Um, and so we want to make sure that we provide other opportunities if you don't hit those to help you grow to get there. You're jumping so yeah, ahead. Special events. You're jumping ahead. I jumped ahead. I'm, I'm too excited. <laughs> it's okay. That's that's going to be the part of the episode where we get to really dive into maybe some of the initial community criticisms, and hopefully we get to make people feel a little better. Okay. But I want to. But I want to focus now on. There's still more stuff that you want to do for more different organizations. Talk about that because I know that there have been creator-run tournaments and community tournaments and. I want to know what kind of support that this program is designed to offer to them because we haven't really seen that category on the website of like tournament organizers or anything like that. What is this program designed to do? Yes, another Angry Chicken exclusive. 
This is nowhere on the website to be found, but we get to talk about it tonight. Uh, I'm going to rewind a little bit before I bring that up and say um, giveaway codes. Um, giveaway codes I forgot to mention. Uh, when you first get into the creator program or getting into the creator program gives you that, am I going to get a code? One of the first things that really I noticed needed fixed, like in my first month of working on the team was wow, we do not have a good answer for who gets codes, who doesn't. It's too much of a mystery. Like how do, where do we draw the, draw the line? How does that work? We need something that, that makes this much more clear. Um, so if you are in the creator program, you will get codes. There's no question. It, when it's time, when codes go out, it's your turn. Um, and so now that we're talking about codes, that is how we are initially going to um, do tournament support. So yes, we will have some tournament support within the creator program, uh, where if you're hosting a tournament, um, you can come to us and uh, let us know what the tournament's going to be, what how it's going to work, timing. Sometimes timing might make it a bit weird. Um, timing's important because of what type of codes you'll be getting, uh, because we have different expansions coming out. Maybe you might want like the new expansion codes, things like that. So um, we will be doing code support for tournaments. Um, and I know that that's probably going to segue into um, what if you host tournaments, that's what you do, um, but you don't meet the minimum requirements. Well, just turn in your application uh, and then when a CM reaches out to you, we'll, we'll go over that. But there is opportunity there and something I can't yet talk about. So at minimum, we have uh, code support for tournaments. I'm super, super excited for that. It's something that we haven't done before with the creator program in the past. Um, even this kind of creator pilot program that we were doing. Um, and I'm excited to say that that tournaments will play more of a role as the creator program develops. Cool. And since you wanted to draw parallels to other creator programs and other games, um, I think those have some direct income opportunities, usually through affiliate links, I think. Is that something that your program is looking into? We are looking into it. I do not have concrete answers for you yet, but there's some things that I want to say are top of mind, um, like immediate things we want to fix, immediate things we need to work on. Um, and that's something that's kind of top of mind on our list, something we're, we're working really hard on. Uh, no news. Like, I cannot tell you when it's coming. I can't even tell you it's coming in version two because I don't want to overpromise. Part of being very transparent here, as you guys know, I have been, I've been super transparent for the beginning of the show is like, yes, we're thinking about it. No, I, I can't tell you it's coming with version two yet. I'm going to work hard on it though. Super, super hard. Yes. No promises, but as long as you're talking about it, it's important for people to know that you're talking about it. Um, and yeah. since that's a real money payout in the affiliate program or the, the creator program, you, you need to put your real name and sign legal documents and whatever. Um, do other people in the program get to know our real name? Oh, yeah, that's such a great question. I'm glad somebody asked it. We are reading your questions, by the way. That was one of the ones that came from someone who submitted a question on the forum. Um, so, yeah, whenever you uh, fill out your paperwork um, at your application, it does ask for your legal name. We do not share that. We're, we're very strict on our data protection protocols. Um, and then we even have um, in our rules not to tag somebody by their real name uh, within this Discord, like just to tag people by their screen name. So we, we go all by screen names. Um, all that information is locked down. You only share what's comfortable for you. So I did want people to know that. Like, just because you're applying under those names doesn't mean people are going to know those names. Actually, they even go, like, in my head and, and out. I see some people's real names once, and then I, I don't even think about it again. Um, like, you're always just hat. Like, 
I didn't even know what your name was one day and I found it out and I was like, no, no, he's just hat. <laughs> yeah. It it happens a lot. It's whenever I meet people in person, they're like, I'm going to call you by your real name. And then we get about a drink and a half and they're like, hey, hat, how you doing? And it's just it's <laughs> how that goes. Um, yep. So what, since this is very clearly version one of the program, you have a lot of things you already want to do for the next version. How will you know this program is working? What are you going to look for to try and see if it's successful both for you and for the creators? So I've been tracking our creators. Um, some people, it makes you feel uncomfortable to know that, but uh, I do. Um, I remember, and I, I'm going to say a creator's name here that I, I know they won't mind saying, but just as an example, um, uh, I remember when we first, when I first started, I tracked Warshak. Um, so he stands out for me because um, he's now since grown tremendously. Um, and so we know the creators program is working when we start seeing when we're tracking people, following people, and seeing how their growth charts are going, um, we we take a look at those things, and, and um, we'll know, and when, especially when people start jumping tiers, like that's a big deal, right? Like if I start seeing more people go from the everybody get in here up into whatever the next one's going to be named, which I'm sorry, you guys, I don't know yet. Again, trying to be very transparent. Um, and when we start seeing more people bumping tiers, that's how we know it's working. That's like a very clear indicator. Um, and then, you know, a, an ultimate goal would be even adding more tiers. Like, oh, wow, we've outgrown this. This is, we need to add more. That would be a great indicator as well. And plus feedback, overall happiness, taking the temperature of the room, right? Making sure everybody's enjoying it. Because right now we're just kind of like theory crafting the creator program. And so very curious to see what it looks like on live. Yeah, were, I mean. How many applications do you have to go through? I can't say um, how many, but I can tell you it is staggering. Um, it is staggering, um, which I, I know what's what's coming in the questions, and I I wanted to say that there's just there's a lot of people that want to be in this program, and that makes me feel really happy. Um, you know, again, there was some negativity, some criticism, which is expected. Thank you for some of that criticism because it's made change happen. So thank you again. Um, but but really, it's just. Yeah, uh, so nice to see it all come together. It's definitely a good start and better than where we uh, where we were this time last year. Um, <laughs> so, but you talked about some things that were top of mind, some things that maybe the program hasn't addressed yet. I think it's pretty important to talk about how 68 countries are in and there are a bunch that are not. And in particular, uh, there was some pretty notable concern from the APAC region about not being included. And, you know, my man Ahiran got a point, uh, poor one out for him. So talk to me about uh, about Asia Pacific and what you're thinking there. Hey, first of all, break my heart. Um, <laughs> like, He's, that's my uh, Twitter inspiration. I want to grow up to tweet like him. Crushed. You're crushing me. I, I hope if anybody gets anything from this podcast, too, it's it's how much we care. Uh, care so freaking much. Um, I have to point out behind every region that is included is a community manager. I think that's something that some people forget sometimes. Um, it's not just me. I know I'm a big face of this because I have a large enough um, Twitter following than, than I, and I talk a lot. <laughs> Sorry, me and Deck Tech, we talk a lot on the Twitters, but that's not a requirement. Twitter is not our job. Um, and some of our community managers like to be more quiet about it. And so when I say we got a staggering amount of applications, 
each of these regions we have to go through. And it's just, it's a lot. And we knew that was going to happen. Um, and I, I promise I'm going to talk about APAC. But in order to talk about APAC and why they're not included right now is to talk about what we knew was coming. Um, that's why I say behind every region is a community manager, because we have to actually manually go through all of those applications. Um, we don't have like a bot doing it. There's no bot that's kicking out, you know, anybody under a certain following. We're taking the time to go through each and every single application. And we simply don't have enough of us right now um, to be able to do that for all of the regions. Um, but we will. That is on the plan. I want people to know from the APAC region that we, we do have you in mind. We just have to get through what we knew was going to be a giant stack of applications first. Um, so one thing I wanted to point out, um, and when I was talking with this with a coworker today, is when this creator program, the Discord first started, it was primarily just North America and um, you, as far as the regions that were included. And what you'll see within that program currently, or in the Discord, the, the people who are in it, and people can start saying they're involved in the creator program, even people who are part of the pilot program, um, you'll see that there's some giant inconsistencies. We had some creators with, um, you know, 300,000 followers that weren't in it um, from like EMEA, for example, and then maybe some creators with like 10,000 followers. And, and how did that happen? Well, the truth to that is it was it was a pilot program. They were just starting it. They were just trying to figure it out. We don't have the same CMs in each region that we did when this first started. And um, it's taken a while to build. So the first thing that we wanted to do, like the top of mind thing, before bringing on all the regions and opening those floodgates was evening out the inconsistencies that we had between all the regions. It only made sense to fix the problems that we had between NA and EMA uh, first off, um, just because that's what was already existing and bring on lab time as well, because there's some inconsistencies as, there, as well there too. So this is also an apology to anybody who was not in there probably should have been in there and the lines weren't drawn the guidelines weren't drawn there was no way for them to know how to get in there so we that was our first thing we needed to fix because that problem had been festering for longer and as soon as we can fix that as soon as we get everybody onboarded that makes it to the program then the next step is going to be bringing on the other regions anyway it's a long time uh, do, do you have any questions about that hat uh you're working on it yeah. Well, I think it needed to have the explanation though. Like like people needed to know, like as, as transparent as we could be, that it, it wasn't even fair how it was. So we need to fix that first. And and those inconsistencies need to be, you know, addressed. Um and then I I chatted about this earlier, but like um with a coworker, but I I'm, this is like putting training wheels on, okay? Um, be gentle with me, be patient with me. Um, I'm going to be onboarding a whole lot of people with our regional CMs uh, from LATEM and EMEA, and it's going to be a bit bumpy. And I might make a few mistakes here and there, like just trying to get everybody in there. And we had sent out a whole bunch of NDAs, a whole bunch of paperwork, bring a whole bunch of people on. And I would rather have the training wheels on for that, get the smoothness figured out, get all the kinks worked out before I start moving into other regions. Um, where there's a lot more room for error, especially with, you know, with, with communicating with people you've never communicated with before. They're, they're not a region that I uh, work with, but I, I want to. We're really excited to bring them up. All right. So now we just have to localize that answer uh, and make sure that everybody gets it. Yeah, it's a, it's a big process. I mean, it's, it, it's a long answer for what I thought was the most important question we got. Um, 
yeah. we we really do care. That's that's if if we spend a lot of time on that answer, then we spend a lot of time on the answer. I, I want that community to know that we are trying. We will work hard to get there. Is going to take a bit though. Yeah, it's uh, the the vibe that I'm getting pretty clearly now is that this is the, like a pilot program, just the start, and that there's a lot of stuff that is uh, that is under revision. So. All right. Well, then let's talk about categories. There are a few things that maybe aren't directly mentioned. Uh, I think websites come to mind, uh, but we also can talk about, you know, grassroots tournament organizations, uh, that sort of thing. Yeah. So we um, we only really launched with like four categories, uh, podcast streamers, YouTubers, influencers. Um, and we mentioned, so this is oversights and, and I can take one for the team here, there, that that's, that's my fault. I'm happy to call out anytime I'm, I miss something. Right. Um, so on the creator program website, if you look up at the top, it, it includes fan sites, for example, but then we don't have a slide for at the bottom. So it's those things that haunt me at night. Like I'll be totally asleep and I'll wake up and I'm like, forgot to include a slide for fan sites. Uh, those moments get me. So if you feel like you can contribute to the program, uh, maybe you're a fan site, maybe you're a tournament organizer, go ahead and apply. Please do. We will consider it. Um, we might not have room in version one, but it will it will show us what's there. If enough people apply and we, we start seeing this group of people that really fit a category we didn't address, well, then that's just like a neon sign for us to to add it. Like We'll add it. But what if they aren't popular enough, Allie? We have gotten what if they're not what? Popular enough. We have gotten to the minimum section of the podcast. Oh yes. We're yes, here. Yes. So because there are some limits. Category, minimums, guidelines. What is the language we're using now? It seems more like guidelines, I guess. But guidelines. Right? Yeah. yeah. Minimum requirements, guidelines. So you alluded to this being uh on par with with other games. I'll trust you on that. I don't yes. I don't play other games really or at least none of them that have a creator program i wonder if there's a hades creator program anyway that's neither here nor there <laughs> um but so why were the levels set where they were because they they this was probably the number one piece of feedback that i saw outside of you know why was my region not included is why do i have to be so established to make a connection here okay so there was a litmus test for this right uh i'm either and when i say i'm i'm actually saying we, because uh, all of us CMs got together and figured this out. This wasn't just me or just the global community team. This was EMEA, LATAM, NA, plus other people who are, are influencer managers getting in, analyzing these numbers. Are they right? Are, is this what it should be? And we really, really went over this. Um, I showed this to you know other franchises to be like, hey, is this crazy? Am I totally off base here? And I wanted to make sure that we we weren't launching with crazy numbers. Um, and when we looked at industry standards, which is going to a lot of websites and, and figuring out like, what, what are other gaming companies doing? Uh, what are their standards? First of all, half of them don't even publish them. They just say a program exists, but then there's nothing to say how to even get into that. It's like one step above what we had before, which was something existed, but not knowing how to get in. So they tell you it exists, but don't tell you how to get in. So there's a lot of that out there too. We also took the time to analyze uh, other influencer spaces as a whole, because one thing that's very interesting is um, but there's a lot of influ influencer management companies right now that are just managing, you know, influencers from different spaces. So we took that into consideration as well. 
Um, so really, we are quite happy uh, with the 5,000 follower slash subscriber rating for both YouTubers and streamers. Uh, we think that's right. The litmus test would have been this. This would have happened. If we were totally wrong, which we'll own up to if we're wrong, absolutely. Uh, we need to change it, we'll change it. Um, but it would have happened where when I look at all these applications, there would not be hardly anybody that qualified. And what we're seeing is a ton of people qualifying. I'm so excited. Sometimes what you get on Twitter or what you get in your space is very limited. It's a very narrow view. Not everybody watches all the French podcasts, the Spanish podcasts, right? Uh, the Portuguese podcasts. I'm sorry, I keep saying podcast streamers, content creators. Um, are you guys all actually watching all of those languages, tuning in to all the streamers? You're probably not. You're probably very narrow focused as to what you're seeing and what the algorithm's showing you. What we've seen based off these basic requirements is that they're probably right. We got really, really close because a lot of people are qualifying. We're very excited. And if we get further down the road and it's and it's not right and we notice it's not working, we'll change it. And I have a note about that. Another Angry Chicken exclusive. How many are we up to now? We need an Angry Chicken exclusive counter. I, I was not prepared for this many exclusives. Yeah, okay. So we are changing one of the requirements. Uh, this change, I think, could go live tomorrow on the website. Uh, if it doesn't, um, we'll, we'll move it up the pipeline to make sure it gets changed quickly. We are changing the uh Twitch streaming minimum CCD from 200 to 150. Uh, I did get that wrong. I do apologize. Um, I will apologize anytime I need to for something that's not, you know, I, I, that's an oversight. Uh, it was too much. Uh, 200 was a bit too high. We actually don't think it's too high for YouTube. So we're going to leave it a moment uh, because there seems to be something very interesting happening with YouTube right now where um, I'll use another creators as an example because I know they don't mind. Um, RAR and CCB on Twitch versus RAR and CCB on YouTube is wildly different. Um, so it really just depends how each streaming platform is, is you know, um, oh, what's the word? It's like directing traffic to your stream. Um, and so we feel that the 200 CCB for YouTube is fine. We'll change it if we need to. And we think bringing it down to 150 for Twitch is appropriate. And that might change again. I'm not going to lock any of this into stone here. Um, it just seems to be what's correct right now. But we we are firm on 5,000 minimum followers and subscribers as a guideline. It seems about right. And again, that litmus test, if it wasn't right, we wouldn't have had enough people qualify. And there's a ton that will qualify. Well, that's very interesting that you've already been able to take a quick peek and also that you've already made some nudges. So sounds like there are some things that may be more fluid and yeah. some other things that may remain as clear motivation for people. Um, and really, I think we've talked about this already, but do you think that your vision for this program is all about growing people or engaging with currently successful content creators or somewhere in the middle? It's, it's really, it's just another extension of community. Um, so how do we, how do we foster community? How do we make people feel welcome? How do we make people feel like Hearthstone is, is somewhat of a gaming home for them? And, and how do you give that, that feeling? So when I, when I talk about I'm not, I can't exactly remember how you worded that. Um, but when we talk about judging how successful that is, it's it's really like, are we successful in creating a community here? Um, and that's very important to me. But I think I might have missed part of the question that you had asked. Or well, it's, it's just about 
Is this about uh, fostering growth or fostering connection with people that have already hit the growth? Okay, so that's two separate questions because if we talk about fostering growth, we'll hit that one first. That to me means small and medium streamers. Yes, it is about helping them grow, helping them feel welcome, helping them feel part of the community. Um, maybe if we, once we get people in there, we'll see that there's more creators than we thought were going to come. That to me says we need to create more opportunities as well. So it's kind of a, a question of like, again, going back to, we don't know how many people we're going to get, but from that small to medium category, um, again, it is to create situations where growth can happen. Now, I'm not a talent manager. Uh, I'm not a team manager. So individual growth is not my responsibility. I do want to point that out. Um, you guys still have to grow your own streams. Getting a ticket into the creator program is not an indicator for growth. It does not mean you're suddenly going to skyrocket and your your Twitch and your streaming career is going to take off. It's still up to you. It just means you're getting some more tools to help you get there. Um, and we're going to try to provide those tools to you. Um, now you're going to see like hotspots in creator opportunities because uh, that's just the way our stone content flows. You know, we get expansion, we get mini set, expansion, mini set, things like that. And so they'll come in pockets of growth and we'll try to time those right. And we'll try to make them fair. And we'll try to do what we can to make sure people get um, decent amounts of opportunities when we can keep in mind that that bigger group that everybody get in here, it's going to be a lot of people. We're not going to be able to address all of those needs. And then the second part of the question, um, or is this just to, you know, help those creators who are already big, get bigger, right? No, <laughs> uh, we have some really big plans for those creators. I can't say how we're going to address those plans, but I can say I interviewed a lot of our really big creators, uh, like the really, really big ones and said, what is, what's your dream like with Hearthstone? What would be the coolest thing that, that you could get that that's not happening right now, right? They've done card reveals. They've done invitationals. They've done those things. Like it's, Probably, I'm not saying it's not exciting to them anymore, but it's kind of like they're used to doing it. Um, I, I know what emails look like to send a card reveal to someone getting one for the first time and seeing that excitement and that like, oh, and then sending them to someone who's done like 10, right? And we still need those people to do those because, you know, uh, they reach a lot of people and, and that's good for us and them. Um, but uh, I asked them things where they that they thought they could contribute more or would be more interesting for them to continue making content. And that's where the really exciting stuff is going to happen um, because we're designing those opportunities that they've asked for and finding ways to incorporate our smaller streamers in the program. So that's just a little bit of a hint. Uh, I, I can't say what it is yet because it's not fully fleshed out yet, but it just means that there's very different types of creators in there and their needs are super, super different. We have to address those needs well, differently. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, listeners, it I want to point. Does. Out, yeah, <laughs> it does. It does. Listeners, I want to point out this next question was submitted, and I I was told it was a fun question, so I'm not trying to be mean. But would pre Blizzard Alkali have qualified for the Creator Program? I really liked this question. I don't know who asked it because it comes in as anonymous uh, in the the form. But okay, so pre-Blizzard uh, Alkali was a content creator and I've dropped followers since because I'm not streaming anymore, but I think I hit about 11K followers. So yes, on minimum requirements for followers, I absolutely would have made it on CCV. And this was one of the things that made us rethink that. 
um, was I was hitting um, over 150 fairly consistently. Um, and I would definitely, that there's, there's maxes and then there's averages and there's unique viewers, right? So my maxes, I could definitely top out over 200 and I got rated a lot. Why? Because I'm a super fun streamer. Uh, no, um, I, <laughs> uh, I, I would get rated a lot. So I would, I would get those max viewer highs and then, but my actual on my own averages, if you subtracted host and raid rate was under 200. Um, and that's just fair to say. Um, so really thinking about that, yeah, I would definitely hit it, but I, I didn't consistently maintain it. So one of the reasons why we're bringing it down. So you brought this down so that if this program traveled backwards in time, then past Alkali would have made it. Oh, I, past Famous. Alkali would have made it anyway. Um, <laughs> the, um, so let, let's talk about that a little bit too. Past Alkali and past uh, Nicolina, she made a post about this too. Slissa did as well. What we would have done for this type of program. Are you kidding me? I, ha I heard rumors that there was a... Um, creator discord. I, I didn't know how to get in it. I didn't know who to call. I didn't, there's no contact to community manager here on our website. Like it actually doesn't exist. You guys know that it, it's impossible to find that. So if, if I could have had this back then, would I have hit the 200 CCV consistently knowing my personality and knowing that there was a goal in place? I actually think absolutely. Um, you would have chased it. You would have gone I would have chased it. I would have gone for it. I would have, I would have worked harder. Um, and so that's another purpose for the tiers in the creator discord as well is, you know, um, sometimes we've given you nothing to work for, right? Like nothing to strive for. And that's motivation. And, and sometimes what streamers just need, and I know I needed it. Maybe you need this some days too, is that motivation to just hit go live. It's so hard to do. And I get that. I need streamers to know that I totally get that. And actually, um, uh, KO on our team as well, he gets that too. He was a streamer as well. So there's two streamers on the community team that's done this before. And this could even be, I mean, do you envision this being kind of a motivation for your legacy creators? Maybe some people that are asking themselves the same question. They look at these requirements. Would I have even made it in? And they're already in your pilot program. What what's your vision for how this impacts them? Because that's been a frequent topic of discussion about like, well, what about this person and that person that they're in there and they're not doing this yet? How do you envision them fitting into your into your picture? Um, I think this is going to be kind of tagging onto my answer before of where I asked them what they needed, what would be important to them as streamers. Um, and I think once you hit that level, um, being part of helping the community also starts to become important. Your, your values just change. Um, it's not like we're going to have this crazy cool thing. Maybe we need to when someone hits uh, a million followers. Cause again, I'm, I'm not your, your Twitch coach. I'm, I'm not your esports coach or talent manager. That's it's not my job to grow your stream. Um, but it is my job to maybe find ways that it brings it more of a sense to your community. So when streamers hit that huge level that you're talking about. The question is, how do we make, how do we add value to their communities? Because just within one big giant streamer, you get a huge community. Um, and so the question is, how do you make that experience more valuable for them? How do you add to their streams? Because they're probably not going to grow another million followers. Maybe they will, maybe 
don't know. Good luck. Um, that's exciting. But more that that's that those are things that they want. Like, how do you improve their viewership experience? What can you add to add value? And then yeah. in some ways, which I can't talk about, how can you turn those moments into moments that come that trickle down that come back into the rest of the creative program? And there's a plan for that someday. <laughs> of course there is. Um, there is. Yeah. And if we talk about the bigger creators, we also have to talk about some of them are more, uh, there's a little bit more variety in their content than there used to be. So there's a 60% Hearthstone content ratio. What about some known people in the Hearthstone world that maybe aren't hitting that number anymore if they've been playing other games that uh, that we may or may not name? Yeah, that's a great question, too. Um, again, trying to be as clear as possible. Um, some of our very, I call them legacy creators. They're just creators that have been around for us forever um, and are, are huge streamers. And you might see that they're playing some other games recently. First of all, and number one, um, gaming isn't just business. These creators should have fun. Gaming should be fun. And after you streamed a game for so long, you might have other games that you like. You mentioned a game earlier in the show. Uh, I started playing that game recently too. It's massively fun. I love it. Uh, and if I was streaming right now, heck yeah, I'd, I'd be streaming me some Hearthstone and that game. <laughs> so um, we get it. Um, now, if you're a creator that's done with us a really long time, that's not something we look at as much. You've put your time in. You have put your dues in. There's no way that I'm sitting here on my tiny little only grew to, you know, I, I never hit their levels of success. How can I understand? I can't. Um, so at that point, we are, we're very thankful to have them and that they still play and enjoy our game and make content for their amazing communities. So now we're not eyeballing it like a hawk. Um, but we do need guidelines to get into the program. Again, it's just guidelines. And we had to put a number on something. Basically, 60% just means more than half. Um, 70 was too high. <laughs> 53 was weird. Um, so <laughs> I don't know. I just spitball sometimes. No, uh, so more more than half, basically, is, is what we're looking for. Like, are you primarily a Hearthstone stream? And that was just an easier way to say that without saying it in Alkali speak, which is like a volume. Yes. yes. We've gathered that by now. I know. I know. 15 minutes in. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. So, no, it's okay. You were here to give answers, and I think we've been getting some answers. Um Will there be a point of removal for the program? Like, is there a way that you can be in and then you cannot be in anymore? Like a timeout corner? Like, naughty, angry chicken? Just kidding. Um, no. Um, yeah, if you, if you do not, um, if you're not following the rules that we have published in the creator program, you'll see those when you join if you're approved. Uh, we have a whole onboarding process. Uh, we have this uh, rules conduct guidelines channel, which talks about, um, you know, not doing certain things, uh, not sharing information you're not supposed to, for example, like if, if, if you're in a tier where you get information early, you're not supposed to share that. That's naughty. Yes, you can get kicked out. Um, but also some things will just be like actionable. Like maybe we need to have a conversation about it. Um, a good example of that would be... Um, if you said some, this came up recently, I know we're going to talk about it. Um, so I'll save some of this, but 
you know, we want people to have an opinion about the game. Constructive criticism is wonderful. Um, I can think of many, many situations, more than I can count actually since I've even started working for Blizzard, where um, our community has brought up things that they thought needed changed in the game. It was most of the time very constructive. Um, in those situations, it's very helpful for us. And again, part of my job is to, to communicate from the outside community internally and communicate from our internal dev team externally. Um, and so that's been very helpful. However, there's been times when we've seen comments online that are very much not helpful, very much hurtful. Um, and when those uh, types of comments and, and content get hurtful towards the dev team in a way that's not constructive, and that's actionable. Um, I don't think that we would immediately kick somebody out for something like that, but we would talk about handling that sort of language and how it could have been done better. I'm not someone who's antsy to just like put my giant Idaho boots on and kick somebody out of the creator's discord. Um, but uh, yeah, there's there's moments where the discussion will have to happen. Um, obviously, um, you know, there's some things like, again, sharing the information early, you know, leaking stuff out. That That's pretty much an instant ban most of the time. Um, again, we'll have to talk about it. And I think there's a pretty clear divide between critical versus personal. And that's really where it comes down to, at least for me. I'm not sure what it does for you, but it sounds like you're not trying to exclude people that are being critical. You're just trying to make sure the program isn't a place where negativity can spread. Yes. So I have a feeling I might get some heat for this too. We've taken a lot of heat for some parts of the creator program and we've changed those. So, so thank you for, for continuing to bring things up. And one thing that we want to do, and I think this is fair because I am going to put my foot down on this. um, And the fact that the old program was too secretive before there was not enough information on how to get in. There was too much of that one person decides and we don't, we never want it to be, is it because somebody doesn't like me? Um, it, if too much is weighted on a human opinion at the early beginning of it, then then that's just, that's making a, a judgment call. And we want to make judgment calls. Like, of course we need to, but in the beginning of this, we're treating it like a clean slate. So it's easier for somebody to kind of kick themselves out. I'm taking the, you can kick yourself out approach as opposed to the, well, I'm not going to let you in because one time you made fun of this dev member and that wasn't very nice. And I just don't like you because if we're being honest, I don't like some of you. They <laughs> say that it's true. Some people are mean um, and you need to hear that too. Um, <laughs> but just because I might have feelings about some people who've been hurtful and some people have, um, doesn't mean that we shouldn't give them an opportunity. And I feel pretty strong about that. Um, I feel like if you meet the requirements, um, if you've worked hard, you've grown your stream, maybe you've had a tendency to be negative in the past, I think that becomes a conversation on your application. Um, And we have a talk about that uh, before you get into the creator program. And then we fully acknowledge, and then the, the person who's applied and who's met the requirements fully acknowledges our expectations. And that just becomes um, any healthy adult conversation about, um, um, uh, forgetting the words, I've been talking too long. What is it? Boundaries. Good old boundaries. Uh, These are things that are allowed. These are things that are not allowed. You're allowed to be critical, but you cannot do these things that have happened and that we've seen in the past. Do you agree? Yes. Do you agree? 
virtual shake hands on it. And that's going to be how it works. And uh, I would rather much have people kick themselves out by not uh, following our guidelines than have me be some sort of ultimate judge over it or have Eliana from our EMEA team, who's a CM over there, be the ultimate judge on it. We feel like this is more fair. That people control their own destiny and it's okay. That they're grownups. Yeah. Yeah. And it's okay to be critical of the game when there are things to criticize. And sometimes that critical feedback has made positive changes for the players and for the dev team. Yeah. And listen, here's what I don't want. I don't want someone who meets the requirements to apply and get denied, you know, and have them say, I was denied because so-and-so doesn't like me. I don't want that. Uh, I want, I would rather have it be and have that positive moment, right? Like we need more positive, um, and let them have, have that moment. And then later on, if they kick themselves out, then it's truly on them. It wasn't on the, the, the gatekeeper in front of the door. We don't want that. And speaking of allowing, uh, more critical conversation, I think that there was, a uh, a section of the creator agreement off the top of my head yes. i think it's section c8 and by off the top of my head i mean in the notes uh, and this was the 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 noted non-disparagement clause i believe there has already been a change to it can you speak to why this was there and what the change was yeah so like the short i i'm not a lawyer i'm gonna i'm gonna put that out there right now i cannot give legal advice i i cannot uh, adequately quote it even uh, correctly. Um, but there, the, it, the short version of it was you can't say anything negative about Blizzard. Um, you can't do that. And we, it was uh, a bit too, too tight of a, a clause in, in the legal agreement. So we just wanted to take out, I think it was two words, disparaging and negative. Um, and that way you could still have your opinion. Um, but then we've revised that for when you come into the creator program and we spell that out a bit more clearly in less legalese terms, like don't flame the devs. <laughs> so like, that's one of the, the things that you'll see if you make it into the creator program and you join and you acknowledge our rules and guidelines, we spell it out in more simpler terms. Um, so we felt it was fine to remove that from the legal agreement because it was, it was too far reaching. Um, and we want people to feel comfortable. Uh, and so that will be spelled out just a lot more clearly uh, when you have your conversation with your regional CM and we talk about the expectations of the creator program. And we so talk- we listened. Yeah. Yes, you did. And we talked about guidelines for uh, for conduct is if someone's viewership declines, if their subscriptions or, or followers decline, is that also grounds for being removed from the program? No. Um, I, once you're in, I, I can't see, you know, somebody out of the program because their viewership declines like stuff happens life happens i mean we've all survived a whole pandemic together a little pat on our backs we've all done so well life happens um and so we just again that's a very negative experience we don't want that um now some things that could be grounds for um not being banned from the program but just like being temporarily kicked for example would be having a big lapse in creating content um, this is less concerning on our everybody get in here kind of tiers where we're not really giving out a lot of information. Um, it's not, it's, it's, uh, the information's less exclusive. Um, but you know, if you're getting into those higher tiers where it's like, maybe we're giving some early patch info, things like that. Um, and you actually aren't making content anymore and haven't been for a while, then yeah, it makes sense that you're not in that type of channel anymore. 
but those are such edge cases that we'll have to handle them as they come up. Yeah. I, it's, again, this whole thing is new, so you'll have to figure out how to navigate all this stuff as it's, it hasn't even, it's barely started. Um, yeah, well, I can say the creator discord has been around for a while. Uh, it predates me um, on the team. And so we have had people come and go from creating content and we have added people and removed people. So we have had these situations already. We're used to them when we know what those look like. Makes sense. Um, so for players who don't meet the requirements for content creators that are just getting started, the, the smaller uh, creators, what support is provided for them? What, what do you do for them, for the people that apply and maybe aren't the right fit yet? I'm excited about this because um, for as many creators that I'm excited to tell you, we know are going to make it into the program. We have not started processing the applications or sending out NISER approvals because there's just simply so many right now. Um, and we're, we're taking our time to do it properly. Um, but uh, we have seen a lot of people just by sheer numbers alone that are just going to make it in. But um, for those, there's also a lot of people that aren't. So this varies by region. So I can't I can't say that enough. Varies by region, varies by bandwidth. But um, for example, uh, EMEA is a huge region. Um, NA is a huge region. There's a lot of streamers from these regions, a lot of content creators. Um, whenever a creator applies, and this is, I can only speak to myself, but um, I know our other uh, CMs are amazing as well. When we see an opportunity to talk to creators who are close, maybe not quite there, about how how they can grow, how how they can maybe get into the program, what they can do differently, because we have access to some really cool numbers. We have some really great reporting tools that we can look at and, and go over with the streamer and take some time one on one. I'm really excited to have some one on ones here with some of these creators. We can't do it with everybody. Um, if you're not close at all, um, and it's just it's it's really not there in the numbers for you. I'm sure you're a great person, but like it's. I, I can't do that for how many um, applications we've received. It's too many. Um, but um, for a lot of the cases that I'm seeing, there's an opportunity there to at least get a one-on-one -on -one with the creator. And, and I'm really excited about um, And then also those opportunities that we mentioned earlier. So please rewind back to the early part of the conversation where we're talking about kind of one-off opportunities like the Murder at Castle Nathria script reading. Uh, we've had some great opportunities that have come up in the past and we're going to continue to look for creators who... Um, fit those situations. And typically when uh, we're going to place creators into those type of situations, we are actually going to look for creators that are like edge cases first. Like if a creator needs that bump, they're really close. Like they almost make it into the creator program. Um, we're going to have that data now and we get to very clearly see and use database decision-making to, making to see like this person is a great opportunity for them because this moment might actually propel them into getting into the creator program. So things like that. And is that is that where, because one of the qualifications that's shown on the website is this many concurrent viewers or sustained growth with consistent uploads. Is that kind of what you're yes. looking at here? Yes. So an example of that um, would be like... Uh, there's kind of like when I when I'm looking at reports for streamers, um, uh, well, content creators, we can see if somebody's just like real quick, like they came out of nowhere. This happens sometimes. Rarin's an excellent example. Um, I it's just this rapid growth was unbelievable, and I remember when Rarin first started growing and hit my radar. I was just like, whoa, well, well, that is, if this person matches that, 
this is going to be nutty. And you, we can see their future projections and, and how it, how it looks like they're going to grow. And like those moments to me, if I see that type of, cons- and they're, and they're creating consistently because there's one-off moments that happen that maybe are as genuine, right? So we're experienced. We know what we're doing. We're able to map out those numbers and see what's really going on. But some creators just hit like a major spike and, and they got popular for whatever reason. Um, for some people and for the majority of people I'm seeing happen that this happens to right now, it's because they're embracing new forms of content. They're not creating Hearthstone content in the standard way that's been done before. So look for new opportunities to engage your audience. These are creators we see it happening to. If we see that, and if we see like, wow, in three months, they're going to hit these numbers anyway, that might be an opportunity and one of those edge cases we're talking about for early admission into the creator. For those of you that don't speak Alkali, she's talking about YouTube shorts and TikTok. That is what she's <laughs> talking about. Uh, there's, uh, I actually deviates a little bit, but it's the combination of the two lately. You, you still need to make longer form content um, and, and really use the views brought from short form content to to bring a new new audience to your channel. Um, and then it's up to you to, to do the work that it takes to get them to subscribe or not. So like that's, that's a whole other thing. But but please look at new and interesting ways to make Hearthstone content. And we are not stream coaches because otherwise I'll keep her for another hour and she will do it. Yeah. She will. I'm um, not going to do it. I am not your Twitch coach. We've said that a bunch of times. Yes. Um, so, and what about people that they make content in a bunch of different categories? They have a podcast, they have a stream, they have a YouTube, they, they tweet sometimes, but none of that individually is enough to qualify. But maybe you put it all together, it paints a different picture. Again, this is this is uh, trust your regional CMs. We're putting the time, we're putting the work in. I, I can't say it enough. This is so horribly and painfully manual. Uh, we we don't have bots that are you know kicking out your applications if if they're too low. Um, so we see this stuff. We're taking the time. Um, it's it's really easy to see those moments where it's like, oh, this person has fifty thousand subscribers. Well, that's easy, right? But then we we also see when someone has. 2,000, 2,000, 3,000, 1,000, right? That shows to me consistency. Uh, that shows putting in effort. Um, it, our, it, it's just a, it, when you do like a Google form or a Microsoft form, it comes in as a spreadsheet, um, but it really does paint a pretty good picture. Um, and we're able to see that picture pretty well. Like if we see, you know, I see, I'm seeing, I'll tell you what I see a lot of right now. I see a lot of like 100 followers, zero, 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 zero. That's that's some people. It's like, well, that's not painting the easiest picture, and you're not giving me anything to go look at. Um, I, I can't go look at a Twitter because there isn't one. I can't go look at a TikTok. Oh, there isn't one. So we're really just kind of relying on these hundred followers, which are very valuable, and you've worked hard to get those. But I don't have a lot of other information to go off of. But if I see like what you said, a bunch of different things, that's intriguing. That's very interesting. I want to go click on your links that you provided in your application. I want to go see what's going on. And our other community managers are going to want to do that as well. So we're good at what we do. We like to do what we do. We love creators. I love talking to our CMs from other regions. Uh, They're so very good at what they do and they care so much. Uh, We're excited to dive into your applications and find exactly what you're talking about. It's almost like a treasure hunt for me. Like, give me, go ahead, submit your application. Let me find you. That's that case. And I think that you're alluding to this, but this is another question that's come up a bunch of times, and I'm going to make sure that we get a clear answer to this before we end the show. Um, If exceptions are being made, why are are minimums guidelines posted at all? Hey, um, because 
Exceptions are fewer, farther between. Um, I want to make that quite clear. Um, the exceptions uh, stand out fairly well on their own. Um, I think that whenever something like this comes up, of course, the first thing we think of is how does this affect me? I know if I was in all of your places right now and I was reading this creator program, my first thought is how does it affect me? And if I can't hit a requirement, then my next thought is how do I make me look like the best me ever <laughs> so that I can make the requirement? Um, so these edge cases, most of the time are going to show themselves anyway. And we wanted to put this language up there because yes, the guidelines are fairly strict. Most of the time we are adhering to these, like more often than not. So I want to make that clear. Um, however, there are going to be certain situations and I know we're about ready to talk about them, um, where it is, it's, it's quite obvious to us that someone holds value in the community and can do more good if we amplify their voice than not. And so we're looking for those opportunities too. So what are some exceptions that we could look at as examples of something we could do that's different that would land on your radar in a way that you say, let's engage with this person? Yes, I have examples. Uh, and uh, I want to point these examples out. So you guys, uh, we, if I just sit here and talk numbers that are arbitrary on a spreadsheet that I, I can't give you any names for, then it's hard to picture. I'm a very visual person. Uh, that's the style of learner I am. So hopefully giving you guys some names of some creators who were those edge cases and are not now because we've been working with them in our, our pilot creator program already. A uh, good example of this is Heart Queen. Um, I can't rave about Heart Queen enough. Um, Heart Queen does something very different that nobody was doing. Like actually nobody was doing this. And that's hard to do in a game that's been around as long as Hearthstone has. And what Heart Queen did was she took the time to invest. And I say, I don't use the word invest lightly, invest in the community and start doing all of these interviews. Um, and so you could, I, I don't know what number she's on. And I've done, I've done you guys a disservice by not looking it up. I think she's at what, 45? Maybe you can look for me real quick. 45 or more interviews. She's coming near 50, just like the Angry Chickens coming up on 500 episodes. We keep track. We know these things. Um, it's in yes. the title bar. It's, it's, it's right there. Is it? It's, is it? Oh, wow. <laughs> so um, Heart Queen's a great example of somebody who was under the 5,000 threshold. Um, I think if I look her up on Twitch right now, I, I haven't done it ahead of time. I've been very busy today. Sorry, you guys. I think she's over that now. Um, but at the time when we first started putting our time into featuring her, she was close, not not quite there. But I saw the value because um, she's in my region, so I can talk about her more, more directly. Um, saw the value in what she was doing. Um, someone who puts that much good into the community, go go watch one of her one of her um, interviews. They're all so wholesome and they're all so sweet. And and you can't look at that in any way as bad for the community. And that is a great example of an edge case where where really working and putting time into her and, and featuring her in some featuring her in some of our theory crafting events and and having her interview some of our dev team members. She's interviewed a lot of our dev team was was amazing for us. And, and we love that we could feature her that way because she does such a great job for the community. Um, another one um, is Super Blind Man. I'm so excited about Super Blind Man. Uh, Super Blind Man hits an audience that uh, we could not do well on our own. I can very easily say that I would not do as good of a job with our um, 
uh, blind and, and um, I, it's, it's non-sighted. I'm trying to say the correct words. I'm, I've had my accessibility classes and I'm getting better, everybody. I'm getting that alt text on as many pictures as I can. And But you can see now, even fumbling through like the correct words, I can't do as good of a job as super blind man can for that community. Um, so super blind man's an excellent example of somebody that we want to work with because um, uh, he works hard, has amazing streams, writes amazing guides and articles, and is such a value to our community. I don't want to keep talking too much of it if you wanted to fill in there or not, but I have a few more examples too. Um, I'm I'm not the old... community manager. You can you you talk about community. <laughs> um, and this is someone not in our region. Um, uh, this is uh, Eliana's region, so I'm going to talk about EMEA a little bit. Um, old Guardian is a great example of somebody at the time. Um, he's much larger now, but at the time when we started working with Old Guardian in the kind of creator program pilot. Um, uh, he didn't have as many followers as he has now. I can't remember what it was. I think I wrote it down somewhere, um, but he's grown quite a bit. And Old Guardian's an example of somebody who does a great job for moats, for moats. Like we hear about standard a lot. We learn about, we hear about battlegrounds a lot, but what Old Guardian does very, very well um, is uh, he focuses on these other modes that don't quite as get get as much love from some of our content creators. Does a really great job with mercenaries. Um, does a great job with tavern brawls. Um, he's really great at putting together, I want to say when there's those secret things that Celestalon does that goes out, like that is a value to the community that I don't get to see done as much. And so for us, um, his community as a whole was super valuable to me because it was, it's a community of people who play different modes and not what we see all the time because there's overlap in communities. People who watch Kibler probably watch Crib, probably watch Dog Dog, probably yeah, there's overlap in there, but with um, OG, Old Guardians uh, community, we saw an opportunity for less overlap and for people doing some really cool things. And then one last one. Um, we want to talk about differences between regions. I am not the regional expert for EMEA. I cannot tell you who should get in the creative program from that region. Same with LATAM. I don't speak Spanish or Portuguese. Um, I watch a lot of the LATAM streams. I'm a big fan of streamers like Testi and Serial for P and Educasa. And I, I love those streams. I have no idea what they're saying. <laughs> um, and they speak English for me a lot when I come on their streams, which is fantastic, but I cannot possibly be a good judge of those regions. So we rely very heavily on our regional CMs to do a wonderful job, and they do. Um, so in some regions, um, some streamers might have a smaller following that aren't quite to our guidelines. And that's because there's less creators in that region. Uh, a great example of this would be our Australia, New Zealand region. And I wanted to highlight blister guy. Um, there's just less streamers from Australia, New Zealand. So are we going to pick the bigger streamers there, even if they're not at the minimum requirements? Absolutely. Because Australia, New Zealand is amazing. And anytime we can highlight streamers from that region, we want to, and we, we want to give them an opportunity to have a voice as well. That region matters to us. So think about that as well. Um, you might, uh, we've got some complaints where this person's smaller, this person's this or that. Well, maybe there's less streamers in Poland. Maybe there's less streamers in, in Spain. Like 
Um, I, I don't envy our EMEA uh, CM because she has to think about streamers from different uh, language speaking regions as well. And it's a big job for her because she doesn't look at EMA as a whole. She looks at EMA as these these smaller kind of sub communities. Um, the French speaking community is so cool in EMA, and she does a brilliant job. And I would never criticize her for her choices. Um, and if a streamer is smaller and they need the extra help because she knows what she's doing, and the community shouldn't either. Same with my region. Same with Latam. Same with same with Australia and New Zealand, which is what we're including right now. And hopefully, as we branch out into more communities you'll start to see these situations happen too. Um, not all communities, not all regions are created the same, and we have to take special considerations. Team Solary basically has a TV station? Like, it's just yeah. it's literally <laughs> always on. I don't, I don't know how that works, but it's amazing. Um, all right. Well, I think you covered regional and format expectations. Um, we got- I need to take water. That was a lot of talking. Hydrate. You got to do that. It's very yes. important. Okay. I think we got through a lot of the major talking points here. Work in progress. Consideration being given. Really clear. Like you have, you have a lot of data. You have a lot of information. You're working on version two. You've got some cool stuff that you told us about. Some cool stuff you can't tell us about. And you want streamers to be aware, content creators to be aware of how they can best market themselves to you, because that also means that's the best way they can market themselves to their audiences. Yeah, I mean, if I can um, spend a little extra time on some things, uh, yeah, it's not fully fleshed out. Like I should say that this version one is a solid version one. I'm very proud of it. We keep saying it's going to change and improvements, but like for what we're dropping and for, for what we put out for you guys, there was a reason we announced it in April and thought it was going to launch and didn't. It needed more time. Uh, it needed more development. And we did that. And we put the time and the energy into it. And I feel very confident after looking up a ton of different creator programs out there that this is the way to go. I really want to point out one thing, too, that we do differently that I'm really proud of. Um, most creator programs uh, lump everybody into one category. Take a look at any of them. Go do your research, too. Most of the time, they don't separate out podcasts from YouTubers, from streamers. Um, and eventually we might have to have a subsection for people who are just on TikTok um, just because that that uh, platform is growing so much. Like we really took the time to look at what makes content creators different. Um, I've even changed my verbiage because in the past I, I used to say um, streamers a lot. And now I say content creators because it the landscape and the mediums for content creation has changed so much and will continue to do so. So I'm actually really, really proud of our program as a version one, even though it's it's not where it's going to be yet. And I know it's going to get better. So hang in there with us. We have some cool things coming. Um, if you don't make the requirements yet, keep at it. Um, keep in mind, again, I, I've said this a bunch, but we're not we're not stream coaches. We're not we're not Twitch coaches. Look out for some, though. Look out for a mentor. Reach out to each other. Um, find ways to, to use people in our community that are already there that can mentor you. Um, because we can only do so much. And, and we really think that the guidelines that we've set right now is a great starting point to start growing our creators from what we can do from our end. Before that threshold, you have a lot of individual responsibility to do what you can there as well. And we'll help if we can. You can reach out to me. I get I get DMs. I answer as many as I can. Um, I cannot believe your DMs are still open at this point. I don't I don't answer all of them. Um, I try. Uh, and thank you. Thank you for those of you who sent very kind words of support. 
like I, I received some that said, um, this obviously took a lot of time and effort. Thank you so much. I got some that said, wow, I wish I had this when I was an early streamer. Like I'm glad I qualified now, but man, this would have been great years ago. Uh, so thank you to those who reached out and said that. And thank you again for those who were critical because again, being critical has helped us um, change that section in the legal agreement, uh, change the minimum CCV, uh, recognize that we didn't list enough um, different categories for content creators at the bottom. Uh, and uh, also that we need to push harder and maybe burn the candle at both ends a little bit to try to get this onboarding done to try to be able to take on more regions. So being critical has helped us get to that knowledge as well. Thank you for being receptive to that as well. And I think the something like people, a lot of people in the chat have been lighting up things that they've enjoyed learning about today. We had some Angry Chicken exclusives, uh, dropping the, the <laughs> concurrent viewers to 150 on Twitch is kind of a big deal. So thank you for sharing that with us. And uh, tournament support seems pretty exciting. So final question, how do people reach out to you for, for contact, especially about if tournament support, that sort of thing, but also just in general, if they have questions, comments, concerns, whatever, what, what do you think the best way is to communicate? Uh, so first off, um, apply for the creative program. That if you're close, please don't apply if you're not close. It, it is more paperwork for us. Basically, that thread with your CM is a little thread lifeline. So if you're close, do that. Step number one. Um, what we don't have is this uh, email necessarily for contacting your CMs a direct way. Yes, you can DM us. We don't know if we'll get back, but you can DM me. I'll do. I'll do my best. But. Some of your guys' stuff, I'm just like, oh, goodness. Um, but yes, that thread with your CM will become a way you can answer, ask them questions. So whether you get a denial letter or an acceptance letter or a, oh my gosh, keep trying, you're doing great letter. However, we're going to word that. You now, that's going to come from your CM from your region. Keep it. Don't delete it. You have their email now. <laughs> Correspond with them. Ask them questions. Uh, so that is, that's the, the best way to do that. All right. Any final thoughts? Any closing words? Uh, keep it coming. Uh, let us know uh, when we do things right, too. Not just when we do things bad. <laughs> so um, uh, We've uh, enjoyed this. Um, we've had a lot of feedback on this internally, uh, watching this, monitoring this, seeing your comments, and uh, just hold us accountable. All I can say, we'll, we'll keep working hard for you guys, um, doing everything we can. Well... Thank you so, so much for being so generous with your time and giving us the magic T-word transparency here on the show. Um, and listeners, this was 90 pure minutes of direct Blizzard goodness. So we're not going to cover news or strategy or any of that stuff this week. Next week, we should be back to normal Angry Chicken formula. We'll have we'll, we'll have a guest on. I haven't figured out who we're going to have yet, but it'll be someone good. Um and uh, we want to once again give thanks to our epic patrons. You can become a TAC patron over at patreon.com slash TAC. Gives you access to the TAC Discord. Our producers are wonderful. Dustin C., Jarrett F. You can follow the show on uh, at TAC Podcast. We're live every Wednesday night, 8 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock Pacific. You're at twitch.tv slash jossplays. Uh, Alkali, I think we know where you can be found. But Yeah, follow me on Twitter. <laughs> DM me only when you need to. <laughs> yes. Please, be nice, and most importantly in the DMs, this is what I've learned, be brief, be concise, really helps, really, really helps if it's not a wall of text, because I've been the person that sent those before, 
it's uh it's not kind to either the person sending them or receiving them. Um as for me, the hub of my content is on twitter.com slash ridiculous hat. I have two other Hearthstone podcasts for some reason that I have yet to be able to vocalize. Uh, Coin Concede, we make the competitive side of the game more accessible to you over at coinconcede.com. And Vicious Syndicate, we take a data-driven look at the high-level Legend metagame. And Joss, of course, she will be back, I promise, when her medical stuff is all straightened out. But Joss, we miss you. You're wonderful. Hope everything went well. Good vibes. Uh, follow her over at Joss Plays on Twitter. Or listen to her other show, The Gamers In. That's going to do it for this special edition of The Angry Chicken. So until next week, job's done. Akla, you can say that too. I never coach anybody on this. I don't know why. I was done. Sorry, I, did, I, I missed my cue. Missed my cue. No, it's, never I, I, have, I, have coached, I have coached nobody on it, and I'm surprised that it takes work. Anyway, job is done. Job's done.